Alright, this is Santos Banning, and you're officially listening to Early Success, and I know for sure this time this is episode 39. I am here with Javi, and before I let him introduce himself, I have one question for you. I don't know if you've been able to check out any of my previous podcasts, but I do cuss a lot, and I just want to make sure if you're okay with that. If not, I can keep it clean. Keep oh, it PG. It's understandable. Okay, sweet. Whatever so, actually comes out. Alright, awesome. I'm going to go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Javier Hernandez. I'm the owner of Lift Life Strength Conditioning, and... I'm here to talk with Santos on how my business is coming about. Okay, sweet. So we had a chance to sit down and talk a little bit about who you are and what you've done and where you are before this podcast. So for the listeners, can you just give us a run through on why you started this business of yours and in some of your marketing strategies? Well, I started with Life Strength Conditioning back in 2012. And the main reason I started it was because my grandfather, he had passed away from lung cancer in 2012. And initially I wanted to start off with half of my proceeds going to help cancer patients. But then I realized I had to put money aside so that way I could do that correctly and split between the business and the nonprofit. And that was probably the hardest part for me because I want majority of the money to go to the nonprofit, but it's just like sink or swim kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to help both sides out as much as possible. But what I do is strength conditioning for athletes mm-hmm. and try to help them get to where they want to be in, right. in a sense of athletics. There's nothing wrong with that because, I mean, you have to build uh, a foundation and generate income before you're, you're giving away money. So there's nothing wrong with that. Like, as long as that's still a long-term goal, I think you're still heading in the right direction. Uh, you said you were a strength and conditioning coach for Grand Canyon University. How did you go about landing that position, and how has it helped you to help your current business? Well, I would say the best part is that I was already part of the sports team there, mm-hmm. so that I already got a foot in the door. I previously played rugby for GCU, mm-hmm. awesome. and I just said nonstop communication after previous injuries, spine injuries, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That prevented me from playing sport again, so I just kept in contact with the coaches and from there, I was able to get an internship to coach at, uh, for the rugby team, strength and conditioning. And then after that, I was able to get more of a job mm-hmm. as a strength and conditioning coach there. That's awesome. Uh, when you kept in contact, did you, did you do it for like networking? Or was it just something that you, like you just developed a relationship and you just wanted to keep in contact with them? I, I would say it was a bit of both. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to keep in contact with them because it's a great Because did you know like at that time you wanted to start your own business? I, I would say a couple months after that. Okay. Yes, but I, I feel like any person is a great connection. Yeah, definitely. Just because everyone has different connections. They can it's, it's honestly crazy. Like Even if I don't like get to where I want to be with this podcast, the people, you're only my third interview, but like the people that... Uh, follow me on Instagram and like uh, DM me and listen to my podcast and like just keep in contact with me it's like I feel like I've made some connections and it's just even if they aren't like uh, like business connections just being able to network and talk to people has been pretty awesome uh, one of my favorite networking stories I, I actually don't tell it too often because I don't like to name drop mm-hmm. um, but I think it was my sophomore year I have a friend uh, Amber I've, I've talked to her and I've talked about her in previous podcasts she was a military baby and she lived in Germany for a couple of years, and her parents uh, know Khalid's parents, and they grew up together. And she knows Khalid, and 
I, because of that, I had the chance to meet Khalid and hang out with him and go backstage to a couple of his concerts. So it's just like you just every it's like everyone knows someone some way. Yeah. Uh, like I saw on your uh, Instagram, you uh, did your buddy get signed the linebacker? Yes. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. NFL player. Like it's just, like everyone knows someone. It's just crazy. So I I think uh, communication just goes a very long way, and especially when you're genuine about it and you're just nice, people mm-hmm. tend to want to assist you in some way or just help you out. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, marketing strategies. I know that you post on your uh, Instagram stories. Are there any other marketing strategies that you practice to promote your uh, business? Correct. Actually, I use Instagram, Yelp, Google, and just any other okay. social network. Yeah, I only see on Instagram. All I don't my like clientele that. is from Instagram. That's yeah, what I've really? Yeah, I, I use Yelp mm-hmm. and all that other stuff, but all 100% of my clientele comes from Instagram. So I, I think Instagram has been very helpful in that oh, aspect. Sure. But the thing is, I really don't like having to deal with social media. Like, I just want to find a person who could deal Honestly, with it. Honestly, I I've but, felt that way too because I I started my t- podcast two months ago and I only had four hundred and forty followers, which to me I I don't really think about followers. But since I started my podcast, I've gone over eight hundred, and they're mostly all from doing my podcast and a lot of people like I get uh like two to three dms a day and so I have like 30 that just sitting that I need to respond to and I just it's hectic I, mm-hmm. I honestly and I don't, I don't even like social media that much mm-hmm. so I feel like what if I ever make it I'm gonna have to hire someone to handle my social media so I understand that um and Yelp so are you like a Yelper or do you like do you have people that use your servers um like write reviews to like I, build clientele. I have people who use my service to write reviews, mm-hmm. and uh, the neat thing is that Yelp notices that, then they're willing to give me discounts on certain oh, things. What? But I haven't taken advantage of those because I haven't gotten any clients from Yelp. Right. Like everything's been through Instagram, so mm-hmm. that's more that works, and that's what I've invested my money. And in. you do have a stock, so like you're able to. Is it available on iOS and Android? Yes. So I, I on apps. I don't know how they work, but I, th- I would assume you could leave reviews on apps too. So you can, do you leave, have your clientele leave reviews on there? Yes. That's, uh-huh. Yeah, it's awesome. Yes. Definitely smart. I, it's kind of. Sucks because I I have like two hundred listeners, two hundred subscribers, and like I reached out to a lot of people to leave reviews, and only have seven have done it. And it's just people are willing to like listen here and there, but not, I feel like a lot of people aren't like they don't have faith in you quite yet. Well, like for me, that I'm just getting started, mm-hmm. but I'm sure you're in a different boat. Um, but it's just about growth. I see. I think when people see that you're growing, um, they're more like willing to help you out in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to talk about your buddy. I actually don't know his name. The linebacker from the Arizona Cardinals. What is his oh, name? Oh, Dennis Gardner. Dennis. How did you meet him? I actually, did, oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say how and how's that relationship going? I actually met him through an internship this past summer. Oh, okay. I, yeah, Small I interned world. at this place called the Fisher Institute, mm-hmm. and uh, I just tried to take in as much as I can. There. Right. They have a great staff. I learned as much as I could. Mm-hmm. I was very humbled the whole time, um, and. Dennis is just a very respectful man. Awesome. Uh, he treats everyone with respect. So, like, I naturally get pulled toward people with positive attitudes yeah. and stuff like that. So, um, we, I, I would say we became pretty good friends. Um, every so often, we just check how each other's doing, but that's about it. it uh, but he's a very busy guy. Oh, I'm sure. Of course. He just got signed. That's yeah. awesome. And I'm nothing but proud for him. He did all that. Thanks to himself and mm-hmm. the help of the Fisher Institute, uh, they really knew what to do with him, mm-hmm. and he really worked for it. 
It's insane. That is insane. And based on those traits, I would say he fits into Arizona Cardinals culture pretty well because Larry Fitzgerald is a super hard worker and a nice dude. Um, I grew up in the foster system, so growing up, uh, I remember in like fifth and sixth grade, I met I don't I don't remember their names or anything because I didn't pay attention to football that much growing up. But I met a lot of Cardinals players, and I remember the Suns players that I met. Like I met Steve Nash and Sean Marion. But it's because like when you're in the foster system, like Arizona does like this. A lot of states do it, but like they kind of give back to like troubled kids and like homeless, and they do that play for play sixty in NFL. So I had they always gave like our group home agency like tickets to games. So I mm-hmm. would always go to a lot of games and uh, meet them and hang out with them. It was pretty cool. I like that uh, the professional sports do that. They use their platform in a positive way. That's awesome. I'm super excited for that guy. Um, so right now, you is this like your your side hobby or is it like um, would you say it's like a full time job kind of situation? I would say it's my my full time job mm-hmm. and long term goal. Okay. Uh, along with this, I'm at GCU all the time. Right. And but. Um, I just want to make sure everything from business is quality over quantity right now. Right. Uh, I want all my clients and athletes to have quality equipment mm-hmm. and quality sessions when they're in here with me. Definitely. So I want to make sure that they're treated exactly as they should be treated with respect mm-hmm. and um, with everything that they're willing to put on the line for having me coach them. Definitely. So, yeah, I, I definitely want all my clients to feel like they get what they put in when they come here. And from what I see on your Instagram stories and just talking to you and seeing your facility, I, I think they definitely get that. I feel like there's a lot of one-on-one attention and they're, they're gaining some sort of benefit from it. Um, you do strength and conditioning for GCU. Are there, uh, do you work with any other sports teams or are, are you allowed to do that? Uh, yes. Well, I, I've worked with different high school okay. in the past. I graduated from Borgate Catholic. Awesome. I, actually, I, down I, the street from Okay, DC. yeah. I, I've, uh, I, when I was in the group home, I did a lot of like coaching stuff over the oh, summer, okay. and they had like summer leagues, and nice. I would go over there and do like some basketball coaching for some little uh-huh. kids, so I'm familiar with them. Yeah, and I've helped out with coaching there okay, a couple sweet. times. Nice. It's just wherever, any place that wants mm-hmm. me to go help them out. And since I graduated from there, they're, they're comfortable with me. I'm comfortable with them. Uh, great community there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, great sports program mm-hmm. now, and um, I I they've had me help them out with like different sporting camps or different stuff like in the past, and I I enjoyed it because it gave me more experience, mm-hmm. especially when they have us to deal with like the younger kids. Right, it's very helpful to do that. Yeah, definitely. and I appreciate the chance. That's awesome. It's it's really about gaining exposure and gaining experience, and it's gonna help with your long term goals. Speaking of long-term goals, you have this one facility. Where ultimately, where do you want to be? Like, do you want to have like your own gym? Do you want to have a larger uh, online uh, community? Like, where where do you want to be? Like, let's say ten years. Well, in ten years, I would just want to be in charge of the gym, just mm-hmm. manage it, and maybe even have more than one. But as I said, I want quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. So first, I want to make it so I do successful with one gym and just get a bigger size i want to have more room for speed and agility stuff like such as turf and uh, basketball courts to do different drills and stuff like that but i definitely want to be west valley because there's a lot of opportunity in the west valley there there really is uh i lived in the west valley since about 
since ninth grade, so that I think that's like 2010 for me. Um, before that, I always lived in the East Valley, mm-hmm. and it, to me, I, I at first I actually didn't like the West Valley because I grew up in the East Valley, and mm-hmm. it's just it's just different. Like the yeah. roads are different, highways are different. Uh, kids like growing up, we just did different things than what people did in the West Valley. But in these last couple years, I've definitely uh, have grown to love it. I just feel like it's it's definitely growing, especially like the Tanger area. And I, I just and like I live in Avondale, and I feel like Avondale starting to do some things and like surprise and and like the Dicer area and over here they're trying to improve like the streets. I just think I'm just seeing little improvements and it's honestly kind of exciting for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I initially when I first started this podcast I was not only like wanting just to leave Arizona in general. I just because. Like I said, I didn't like start liking the West Valley, not even the West Valley, but I didn't like start liking Arizona until like these last couple years, um, because I was always fascinated with other states. I definitely mm-hmm. wanted to like live in California or like Georgia, and like my first couple podcasts, I was talking about, oh, I want to move to Georgia, and the reason why I wanted to move to Georgia was because I I I like um, that they had the four seasons, and I just felt like there was more opportunity out there. And I, I just wasn't happy with my situation, but since I started this podcast, I've kind of like grown to like love myself and love the love the valley. I just think there's I just think there's a lot of opportunity out here, and I just think Arizona's continuing to grow. And I, I work for Grand Canyon University as well. I work off of in the Building Seventy One, right off of uh, what do you call it? What's that highway right there called? Seventeen. Yes, yeah. I always call it the fifteen. I don't know why, <laughs> but it's I I work right across from the hotel and restaurant. And I, I love it. Like I just like what Grand Canyon University is doing. I work on the education side, but I think it's doing really well. Um, so you you said you were a student athlete. You d- you went to college. You graduated, right? Yes. What did you get your degree in? Exercise science, sports performance. Awesome. And for that, and like doing what you do, do you, is there like any cert- certifications and licensing that you need to get before you? Um, start training people yes I actually already have previous certification mm-hmm. but the big one I'm testing for uh, this October mid-October is this, the NSCA CSCS what? it's what is the that? National Strength Conditioning okay um, their main certification and that one's like the gold standard of uh, certifications that like a coach could get so I've been studying and I, I plan to take that well, I have it scheduled to take mid-October. Okay, yeah, that's next month, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, I saw, I, I, I checked out your Instagram, and I also checked out uh, your web website. Mm-hmm. And at the bot, I noticed on the bottom, I don't, I don't remember if they're like called sponsors or endorsers, but you have like a couple companies listed. Mm-hmm. Um, are those like? How did you get it, like uh, go about getting those collaborations? Well. A lot of phone calls. Okay. That, that was that was the number one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually partnered with this company called uh, Hyperice. And okay. They, I saw you post that yeah, during a game. They have a lot of different tools mm-hmm. that I could use as a strength coach for having, helping my clients recover. Mm-hmm. And um, great company, great everything. And with that, I just had to do an application process, contact, and mm-hmm. make phone calls, and then it was able to happen. Nice. And then... <clears throat> Second one was uh, Theragun, and they have the same kind of things, but that's not a partnership. That's more of um, just a little bit less than a partnership. I'm not sure exactly what okay. the term would be, but not exactly a partnership. And uh, the great thing about what I have with them is like I do posts using their, their product, and then they share the posts. 
and yeah, awesome it, extra yeah, exposure. Yeah, it's very helpful. Uh, but, a lot of t-shirt companies do that, but like yeah. they, I don't know if it would be called the thing, same thing because it's not like you're selling a product. You're, but like a lot of t-shirt companies that are like based on mm. Instagram, like California and Critic, <coughs> they have like uh, they call them like brand ambassadors. Mm-hmm. Where if you post their like a, a picture in their shirt, they'll not only share the picture mm-hmm. and get you more followers. Um, they give you like a like a code, and mm-hmm. if people use that code, you get a percentage of off mm-hmm. of whatever sale they purchase. So I don't know if it's some, something similar to that. Uh, somewhat, okay. yeah. It's not like necessary for mm-hmm. me to post like that. But the reason why I mainly post with using their tools is because I believe in their tools. Awesome. Otherwise, I wouldn't even bother with the company. But I believe in yeah, both of those companies. That's how. Like I, I, I feel that way too. Sometimes I. After hanging out with uh, Khalid and like I've, I've hung out with other other celebrities, I, I don't I don't want to name drop, but it's really weird because like when you before you meet them and like you put them on a pedestal, but then after meeting them, they're just regular people and like they mm. have issues, they have they like doing certain things, they don't like certain things, and like a lot of the stuff that I see like on social media is like a lot of celebrities are into like Supreme and they like Gucci and I, and I in my head I just know for a fact if I ever make it that I, I would only promote and use products that I still use today like Vans, Ruka, mm-hmm. Nivea just stuff like that I'm actually into not stuff that's just expensive so I, I think that's awesome that you're promoting a product that you actually believe in um, supplements do you promote supplements do you use supplements like protein um, I don't promote any mm-hmm. the only thing I use is protein mm-hmm. that's honestly just from Costco it's like the Costco's most awesome. quality uh, cheap protein that I could find and my clients love it mm-hmm. and it has like the right amount of things you need uh, but yeah I, I don't look to have any partnerships with mm-hmm. any supplement companies um, but what about bang because I know a lot of Instagram fitness models and fitness influencers are using uh-huh. the bang energy drink um, for some people it works and some it doesn't mm-hmm. I, I don't personally like to uh, use pre-workouts that mm-hmm. give too much energy because it could like mess up my sleep or something yeah, like it is that. Yeah, for me. So it it, sometimes I've tried it, and sometimes uh-huh. it makes me like tingly, feel yeah, weird. But know. the my favorite one's Cytosport, and that's actually NFL approved, MLB okay. approved. So. Well, can you get that? Because I don't uh, think I've heard of them. It's on Amazon. Okay. It's online. They're actually uh, make the they're the people who make Muscle Milk. Okay. Yeah, but Cytosport they have um, different pre-workouts, or they have stuff. Like uh, that helps you hydrate, like Gatorade, but mm-hmm. their version of it. Yeah, I, I love I love that brand. And you can find it on Amazon. I have to look yeah. them up just because uh, as of right now, I've been using products from. I work out like maybe two or three times, but it's been mostly like cardio stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I use like, it works. Like they have like their own like line mm-hmm. of like protein. It's like vegan and stuff. I like using their product. Um, so. As of right now, how many clients do you have? Uh, in person, mm-hmm. 12 to 15. That's a good amount. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. But online, 35. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And I've noticed that you have different, like, uh, like I don't, I don't know what you call them, but like your different workout programs. Like you have like athlete and like lone wolf. Yes. Uh-huh. What, what would you call those? Um, they're just different options that options. people can choose from. Um, what would you say is like the most popular? The most popular yes. one would be the lone wolf. Mm-hmm. It's just one-on-one sessions. Yeah. And I, I was surprised a lot more people want one-on-one sessions as opposed to group fitness. Yeah, that's part. I, I I think I understand that just because 
I didn't really get into fitness like these last couple of years just because I grew up skinny. I just never really felt the need because mm-hmm. I, but then like college happened and I did get like a little bit of a beer belly if I'm being honest. And I wanted to like work it off and mm-hmm. I just, I, I felt kind of insecure because like most people in the gym I feel like are already fit and like kind and like people for like my height, they're like, they tend to be buff and I'm not really buff. So I think uh, if I were to do anything, I'd probably prefer like a, a one-on-one kind mm-hmm. of situation. Um, one of my friends, I, Heather, she uses a one-on-one trainer and her name, I don't know if you know her, but a lot of people in Arizona follow her. She has about like seven or 8,000 followers. I think her uh, Instagram username's like Bailey Fit or something and she's a big fitness model and fitness influencer and she uses bang but she seems to be really awesome too um for the workouts like i'm assuming you do the workouts too that you're you promote yes uh-huh okay yeah. um do you think with your buddy signing into the nfl that you will still continue to help him train here and there or now uh, no, I, I think Fisher Institute will probably help okay. him with everything. But you keep mentioning that. Is like Fisher Institute, is that like a big organization? I've never heard yes, of them, yeah. but like it, if, you're, it, if, you're, if you know, if you're in that industry, uh-huh. you know about it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, if you're in the industry or if you're an athlete, you would definitely know about it. But the big two um, strength conditioning facilities mm-hmm. and physical therapy mm-hmm. in Arizona are Exos and Fisher Institute. Okay. And those both deal mainly with all professional athletes. That's all. I didn't know that. Um, I mean, I wouldn't know anyways. Um, I just had a couple of questions, and then we'll probably wrap it up. And then, I like what you're doing. I think you are heading in the right direction. Um, as far, like I've asked earlier, where you want to be in 10 years, you want, and you said you want to grow. Um, was there, like, a specific, like, city? Like, do you want to remain in the city for, like, if you were to open, like, a bigger gym? Uh, I would move even further west, probably Goodyear. Goodyear, I love Goodyear. Yeah. I don't. I, my friends, they all live in uh, downtown Phoenix, and they uh-huh. think I live too far. I I love it yeah. over here. I love living in Avondale. I love. Uh, do you know where Friendship Park is? Yes. I live about the complex right next door. Oh, okay. I live right up the street yeah. from Costco. I love it. Um, I, I I don't know if I I really wanted to move, but like after being here and living on my own, I I really like it. Uh-huh. Um, you. How do you pay for, because um, we were talking marketing strategies, mm-hmm. do you pay for Instagram and Facebook uh, promotions at all? Every so often mm-hmm. I release some on Instagram, mm-hmm. but other than that, that's it. Yeah, um, um, a lot of word of mouth though. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that goes a long way. Um, especially with your background and your experience so far, I'm sure people are willing to hear you out. Um, I, I just asked for advertisement, so like, I think a good way to grow maybe your like online um, audience and maybe like Snapchat advertisement like their mm-hmm. advertisement is pretty cheap like they have like a seven day like um, advertisement program and I've looked into it but you have to have like a certain like what do you call it like what, what do you call like PDFs and Word document the document, document yeah, types documents. yeah uh, they have to you have to have a specific document type and I just didn't. And, yet, and I don't know how to use that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so I, I would have to pay for someone to do it and I don't want to um, but I think uh, Snapchat advertisement would even go a long way and definitely awesome uh, just to wrap it up I have one question what is something that you are obsessed with at the moment like me 
I there's this band mm-hmm. with confidence. It's like a Aussie pop punk kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel nostalgic because it makes me think about music that came out like fifth and sixth grade. So mm-hmm. it's just awesome. Uh, and Gary V. I love Gary V. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what are, what are you obsessed with? What is something that you're just like crazy about that you're reading about that you just follow because you, uh-huh. you just think it's crazy? I would say one of the things like I've just all of a sudden started listening to was this uh, XM radio station called Marshall Sports. Have Dude, yes. Yeah. Uh, I listen to it every day on the way back from... I didn't know they DC. had a radio station. I just I watched uh, the channel yeah. on uh, Snapchat. Yeah, I'm listening to them all the time. They're just hilarious. They are hilarious. Yeah, and they're uh, open-minded. Just, they're, they're crazy. They, uh, one of the, the CEOs is actually a lady, and I think uh, she was on this podcast that I listened to, the mm-hmm. Gary Vee Audio Experience. And they like exist only online. Like they started off as a Snapchat company, and mm-hmm. I just I just think that's crazy. I, it just goes to show how powerful social media is, and the internet did like they exist only on the internet. I'm sure they have like company like a what do you call it building now, but yeah, I just they, I just think it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, I just it's crazy how like that can grow. And like uh, the reason why I brought up like YouTube is because I I'm thinking about starting a YouTube channel because mm-hmm. I just didn't realize because I don't use YouTube, so I just don't think about mm-hmm. uh, like going on it and then like Eminem he dropped a video and like now he has like like a hundred million views and I just a lot of people are on it man yeah. uh, everyone's using social media everyone's on the internet uh-huh. so that's why it's so important <laughs> yeah that's why I started promoting my podcast because before I was just I actually started my podcast like a whole month before I ever started promoting it I was mm-hmm. just like doing it and then I, but I was kind of like I don't know I guess I was kind of scared because I just didn't know what to expect and like I'm 22 and I'm just starting out and I don't really have anything to my name, you know? So I feel like people, like me talking about stocks and like what I'm investing in, like when I haven't had, I'm having like very minimal success Mm -hmm. right now because I'm just starting out. But the way I'm doing it is I'm doing it as I'm going so that people can kind of like grow with me. And that's why like I cuss and I'm informal because I want to be relatable and it's me. Mm -hmm. So like, because I think in 10 years or maybe even two decades, I might, I'm going to be historically correct. So I just want to, build a foundation and just like kind of create a timeline of my life to like show people where I'm going and what I want to do so as of right now I think like I was scared to like even start promoting it because I'm like oh I'm like 22 like what are people gonna say or even like are they even gonna care because I'm just getting started and if I talk about 401ks and investments are they really gonna be willing to listen um so and like I'm surprised how many people were willing to listen like I've like I've said I've grown uh, to 200 consistent listeners uh, most of them are strangers I think of like my actual friends and my uh, Instagram followers th- and people that I actually know on a personal level it sucks but only like 10 people out of mm-hmm. like the 200 but I mean I'm not too, I, I, I'm actually excited about that because I'm like whoa 10, 10 of my friends are supporting me that's awesome but I, I, w- I want to grow that number because I, I want my mm-hmm. friends and people that I have some sort of acquaintance with to have more faith in me and I think as time goes on um, I I'll continue to grow and I'm sure your business will continue to grow um, this was awesome it was short nice and I appreciate you for coming on appreciate is there any uh, last closing comments you want to uh, speak to the audience about maybe uh, being persistent being patient or just just something um, I would suggest is if you're getting in any sort of business mm-hmm. you want to be patient definitely um, do you need non-stop patience mm-hmm. because there's going to be different things that come up you need to think ahead of time mm-hmm. and I, I don't have anything figured out yet compared to what I want to do.
but uh, just keep planning for anything that could possibly come up and like I said the number one thing is stay patient and to react uh, positively to anything that comes your way and uh, like what I'm trying to help people with as well as treat people better Um, there's a lot of things going on right now and Mm -hmm. I just want to make sure that everyone can be the best people they can be Uh, yep you did before before we close I just wanted to comment on that patience is so key like the people that I always like to bring up in my podcast I like to I love to bring up Russ I love to bring up Gary V and I love to bring up The Rock I like bringing up The Rock because he everyone knows The Rock he's a wrestling icon he's a big Hollywood actor uh, he's just a huge household name he has a great Under Armour product and look where he, everyone just knows him but at 23, he only had $7 to his name. Like, yeah. And look at where he's at now. If people, if people understood that we're, like our age, I think anything before 40, even 50, I think is actually really young. And people will just kind of measure their success on their age and like where they want to be. And they keep, keep putting timelines on themselves. And I just think it's kind of it, – it's overwhelming. And sometimes it, it can be discouraging. And I like to bring up Russ because he did his – music and beats and putting out content for 10 years mm-hmm. and then he blew up and then uh gary v i don't know if you're familiar with gary v no. gary vaynerchuk he's an entrepreneur uh, i think he's in his 40s and he's worth 160 million dollars uh he runs a 200 million dollar company and at 30 years old he's an immigrant uh he was helping run his uh dad's uh liquor store in new jersey and at like 34 he was making like 40k a year and 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 now he's worth so much because he was he was just being patient he was observing he saw you he thought he saw youtube and thought it was going to be big so he started making youtube videos his uh, his father's business grew from a three million dollar company to a, i think uh, damn, i think a 60 million dollar company and then he went out on his own and he saw uber and he saw twitter and he thought these things were going to be really big mm-hmm. he invested in them and now he's a millionaire so like I'm, and, and then we have like uh Kevin Hart and like Amy Schumer, other people that I like to bring up because they were they also worked at their craft for over a decade, mm-hmm. and then it took that decade to blow up. So I think people look at how much work they have to put in and they get discouraged, so they don't do it. But if you really think about it, a decade, putting in two decades to do what you love and what you want to succeed at, I think it's really not that long of a time to mm-hmm. to like work at it. You have any comments before we close? Uh, no, I I would say we covered everything, but. Uh, yeah just being patient it's all about patience man uh thank you for joining and i i I think this was a really good one 30 minutes uh this is santos and we had javi thank you for listening and if you haven't subscribed please subscribe and if you have any questions comments or concerns leave it in a comment section i have a lot of people have been dming me so go ahead and dm me if you have anything and don't forget to leave a five-star review thank you